0: This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we complete our approximate 18-month study through the book of Revelation. This is truly the final chapter of redemptive history. Here at the end, the question is, how should this impact your life from now until the end? Well, let's let Pastor Jim get right into it with today's portion of the message entitled Amen, Come, Lord Jesus. In chapter 20, verses 11 through 15, we saw the final judgment of all unbelievers. That's described in a scene at a place called the Great White Throne. By the end of the Great White Throne judgment, every enemy of God, Satan, all of the angels who fell with him who are called demons, and every man and woman who has rejected the grace of God in Jesus Christ will be sent to the lake of fire. Death and Hades themselves Will be sent to the lake of fire. Then comes chapters twenty-one and twenty-two. And the beginning of chapter twenty-one through the first five verses of chapter twenty-two describe the new heaven and the new earth. All this physical creation will be destroyed. There will be replacement. There will be placed with a new heaven and a new earth, with special emphasis on this incredible city called the new Jerusalem. It's not just huge and majestic. It is a whole different kind of existence because this city is cubic. It has length and width and height. Amazing. I don't know how that's going to work. It is lighted by the glory of God. There's no need for there to be any light given from the sun. This is the place we usually call heaven. It is where all those who are clothed in the righteousness of Jesus Christ will spend eternity in contrast with those who reject God's grace in Christ and will therefore spend their eternity in the lake of fire. Now last time, we just began to touch on the epilogue to this book. It began with an invitation from Jesus to take freely from the water of life which He gives without cost. Eternal life is pictured as this perfectly pure, ever-flowing river. And He says, come, take all you want. It's all yours. John got carried away when he saw that and heard all that. And for the second time, starting the first one in chapter 19, John fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who was showing him all these things. And John got rebuked. Only God is worthy of worship. And the angel said, do not do that. Worship God. Even his most majestic angels are his servants. Only he is to be worshipped. Now, we tend to, on earth, put special emphasis on a person's last words. When we read the last will and testament of someone, we Pay close attention. What is this person's wishes for everything he or she owns? Well, how much more should we pay attention to the last words that God has given us in His Word? Today, we hear them. We'll break it down into three parts. Number one, hear the angel's warning. Verses 10 and 11. Number two, answer Jesus' invitation. Verses 12-19. through And then thirdly, pray John's prayer with Him. One of my frustrations I've shared with you often through the book of Revelation is that there's so many passages that give us so much wonderful stuff and then don't have a command. Don't tell you what to do. We'll save up all that pent-up frustration here here are the invitations. Here are the commands. First of all, the angel's warning. Verse 10, And he, that's this angel who had given John the tour of the New Jerusalem, he said to me, Do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near." Now, that might sound kind of strange to you unless, of course, you've been reading your Bible and you remember that Daniel was told specifically to seal up certain things. Well, this scroll that is opened by Christ, this title deed to the earth, must remain open forever for everyone to be able to read. Back in chapter 10, verse 4, John was told to seal up something that he had heard. You have to be a member of a cult To think you know what that was that was sealed up. As I said, Daniel was told three times to seal up certain things that were given to him. But this book was given to all in the church. This is to the churches. This is for us to know with certainty the things which shall take place after these things. From the very beginning. Chapter 1, verse 11. John was told to write this down and send it to the churches. And lest you forget just how urgent it is that you know these things, the angel repeats the exact words from chapter 1, verse 3. He says, "...for the time is near." Again, a contrast to Daniel. Daniel was told that the fulfillment of his prophecy, prophecies were to come many days in the future. That's Daniel eight twenty six. Now the angel says, "For the time is near; could happen any time." Now the next sentence comes rather abruptly, and the the connection, the implied connection to verse ten, seems to be cause and effect, as if he's saying, "The time is near, so let people make their way and live with their choices." In other words, it's a backhanded way to say, choose your path, choose your destiny. Lake of fire, new heaven, and new earth. Your choice. Verse 11. The angel says, Let the one who does wrong still do wrong. Let the one who is filthy still be filthy. Let the one who is righteous still practice righteousness. And let the one who is holy keep himself holy. Now remember, the context of this is eternity. And he's saying, look, you're going to be locked into your choices. You will eternally reap the consequences of the choices you make here on earth. So the message is, change while there is time to change. Listen, if you have been hearing these messages from the book of Revelation, or if this is the first one that you have ever heard, and if you have been thinking that you are part of the people of God for any reason other than your profound, personal, unreserved, total, unmitigated trust in Jesus Christ and Him alone, now is the time to get it right. Don't be deceived. You do not know if you will be granted the grace of God to draw another breath you don't know if you will be given another moment of divine patience to allow you to get right with God through Jesus Christ. The wise will continue to be wise and to walk in holiness. The foolish will continue to fritter away their eternal joy on worldly dissipation. Which will it be for you? You've got two sets of adjectives. You can choose them wrong and filthy. Righteous and holy. You're going to be in one of those two camps. Only one of those two. There is no other choice. Will you hear the angel's warning? God has given you all you need in His Word for life and godliness granted to you through His Son, Jesus Christ. Have you received the gift Do you live in the wonderful certainty of the hope of eternity with Him? When you read about the new heaven and the new earth, when you read about that new Jerusalem, are you saying, yeah, that's my home. Right now, I'm a stranger. I'm an alien passing through, as it were, a foreign land. A place that isn't what I'm really made for. That's me. That's where I belong. I hope so. Hear the angel's warning. And then, Answer Jesus' invitation. Verses 12 through 19. Suddenly, it seems that it is Christ who is speaking. Now, it takes some study to discern who is speaking in these verses. And to be very honest with you, depending on which translation you have, Uh, there may or may not be quotation marks that tie it together. Your translation might imply that some of this is the words of Jesus and some of it is the words of the angel or of John or somebody else. I think the best conclusion is that it is the words of Christ all the way through uh, verse 19. Honestly, it doesn't matter because the words have the same meaning whether they are from Jesus or from Jesus through John or from Jesus through the angel. This is the ultimate altar call. This is the final invitation in the Word of God from the Son of God. It starts at verse 12. Jesus says, Behold, I am coming quickly. Quickly is the word taku. We get our English word taxi from it, which is supposed to be a quick way to get somewhere. I'm coming quickly. Nothing else has to happen. I'm coming for you. And he says, and my reward is with me to render to every man according to what he has done. You will receive your reward from Jesus Christ. It will either be exactly what you have earned for everything you've done. Or it will be what you haven't earned, what you cannot earn. It'll be grace. It is grace. We took a side trip to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 15 and 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. Remember talking about the judgment seat of Christ? That's where He will judge His own